Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. O Lord my God, Thou searchest me. My heart and mind are known to Thee. Nothing is hidden from thy eyes. When I sit down and when I rise, and from afar thou art discerning my thoughts and hopes, my secret yearning. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our Perseverance Family Conversation at the beginning of this new year. Great to be with you. And as always, we'd like to begin our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is truly the Mother of God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. And the Mary, is the, Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. Also, when we pray the Hail Holy Queen... We invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So as we enter into this new year and we celebrated Mary, the Mother of God, January 1st, let's uh, ask Mary to be with us. Say that prayer that she loves most, and that's the Hail Mary. So together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And bless the fruit of thy Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners. Now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's invite our spiritual guide to be with us. Our spiritual guide is the Holy Spirit. He has many different names or titles among which would be that of the paraclete. He's also known as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of our soul in the sequence that we pray on Pentecost. Also the Holy Spirit is known as the sanctifier. He who works on our own sanctification. The Holy Spirit is also known as the counselor. In the midst of so much confusion out there today, he's the one that gives us, gives us good advice. Holy Spirit is also known as the consoler. In the midst of our tribulations, our sorrows, our desolations. He's there to console us and to comfort us. Then the Holy Spirit is our interior master. The great apostle St. Paul in his letter to the Romans says that we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, 
we can say Abba, which means daddy or father. Let's turn to the Holy Spirit and, and beg for his presence during the whole course of this year as we pray together. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful. And enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. Thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in this consolation to the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's holy angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We welcome you all to our Perseverance family conversation and like to greet you all with a whole a, a Happy New Year greeting, given that we've just entered in the New Year just a few days ago. May this year be the best of years for all of us. And my friends, a good year is when we get closer to God. That we have to underline. I repeat, a good year is when we, a year in which we have gotten closer to God. So let's pray that this year, that all of us will, will draw closer to God. And having said that, I'd like to once again offer my prayers for all of you. Prayers that all of us will, will grow in our relationship with God, will grow in holiness this new year. That we will strive to put God in the center of our lives, put Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in the very center of our lives this year. We would have a Christocentric life, not an egocentric, but a Christocentric life. My second intention I'd like to pray in a special way for your family and for your children. Especially what's heavy on my heart are the false teachings that are trying to instill in your your children today, especially on in the realm of their identity as a person. their identity as a person, that we are created in the image and likeness of God. That, that's so true. But also, God created us distinct, but equal. He created man and woman, Adam and Eve. Two distinct personalities, two di- distinct sexual identities, in which... They complement each other. And the first commandment God said to Adam and Eve, to the man and the woman, would, was to increase and multiply. So I'd like to pray for your, your children that they would not be confused by many of these false ideas that are floating in academic circles. Not simply floating, but sometimes forced upon our children. 
Therefore, as parents, it's incumbent upon you. You are the first teachers of your children. Never forget that you're the ones that have to form the character and the moral formation of your children. That's your moral responsibility as mother and father to your children. Please take that seriously. That's one of the reasons why we come together every day to try to form ourselves better to be able to teach our children the fullness of the truth. We know the truth will set us free and that truth is Jesus Christ. My last intention will be that in the initial stages of this new year that all of us would strive to grow in our prayer life. My suggestion that we start off this new year to beg the Blessed Mother, to beg Mary, to help you to pray more, to have an ardent desire within your heart to spend more time in prayer. The quality of our family life and our moral life and spiritual life depends upon the depth or superficiality of our prayer life. So let's make that as a, as a proposal. Ask Mary to help us. So those are my intentions for you. Recently I was listening to Relevant Radio and telling, they're talking, a woman called in to the Patrick Madrid show speaking about the death of her husband. It was difficult for him to get, get him into the you know, emergency room and then finally he was taken to the hospital and they attended him and then uh, the wife was able to get a priest to visit him. The priest was able to give him the anointing of the sick. And then his health declined and the wife came in with her son and they were praying the rosary. He, he asked that he have a scapular around him. He was already preparing for his death by praying the rosary, praying the prayer to his guardian angel, praying to St. Michael. And he died with his wife praying the rosary. The priest had given him the anointing of the sick. He was praying to the angels. So I thought I would just share that to that as part of our conversation today that we would pray for our loved ones that they would have a holy and happy death. We pray for ourselves that we would have a holy and happy death also. Pray for all of our family members that we would have, as St. Alphonsus says, the grace of all graces to be able to die in the state of grace. So I thought I would just share that with you and pray for each other that we have the grace of all graces to die in the state of grace. Yesterday, my friends, we celebrated the feast day of the Epiphany. Brief commentary upon that. Then we'll move into our readings for the day and the feast that we celebrate today. Today we celebrate the holy name of Jesus. Then we have the first letter of John. Then we have... St. Matthew chapter 4, we see Jesus already busy in his public apostolic life. But with respect to the feast day of the, the Epiphany, I'd like to try to remind us all about the those three gifts that the kings presented to Jesus, the 
Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Those three gifts that were presented by the three kings that came from the east were the gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What is the classical interpretation of these gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is symbolic of Jesus Christ being the King. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. And these kings, they prostrate themselves to Jesus, recognizing that that he was the greatest of all kings. Now we prostrate ourselves before this king when we come in front of the Blessed Sacrament and adore and worship him as our Lord, our God, and our King. What would be our practical application to the gift of, of, of gold? Well, our, our, our almsgiving. But our, alms, our almsgiving can be interpreted not simply monetarily, giving some money to the poor, which is fine, but also by charity. By our charity, our love that we express to all time, at all times, all places, all people, but especially within our homes. Charity begins at home. Jesus said, love one another as I love you. So even though what I'm going to say is difficult, a New Year's proposal could be every day try to do something that will make at least one member of your family happy. I repeat, Try to make this a New Year's proposal every day. Try, try to do something every day that will make a family member happy. If you get one of hundreds of things, I would say before you go to bed, say Hail Mary and ask Mary to enlighten you what you can do the following day. To, to do something, it might be a word, a gesture, some action, to make some family member More happy, to give joy. We sing joy to the world, but joy to the world can begin in our own, our own homes. Then the next gift would be gold, frankincense. Frankincense, frankincense is symbolic, a symbolic gift representing Jesus Christ as God as well as the priesthood, those two things. Jesus Christ as God, as a high priest. We participate in the high priesthood of Christ. You've probably all gone to solemn masses where you see that incense is used. The technical word is the thurible or the incense pot you place, burning charcoals and then Incense is placed upon it and that white smoke fills the church and ascends on high. That white smoke ascending on high are symbolic of our prayers going up to God. And the fragrant smell is symbolic, as St. Paul says, we're called to be the fragrance of Christ. We are called to be the fragrance of Christ. So how might we interpret this frankincense or apply it in our own lives? Well, quite simply, 
Let's try to improve our prayer life. That is always my third intention that I place on the altar for all of us, that we will grow in our prayer life. That means we want to, we want to be willing to give a little bit more time and effort to grow in our prayer life. St. Teresa of Avila says we will learn how to pray by praying. Common sense, right? So giving more time and effort and goodwill to growing in this most important of all activities, our prayer life. As St. Augustine says, he who prays well, lives well, he who lives well, dies well, he who dies well, all is well. Amen. Then the third gift, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh would be a precious perfume or ointment or balsam that could be applied to the dead body. For example, when Jesus died, Mary Magdalene and the women brought spices and special perfume to anoint the body of Jesus. So traditionally, this has been interpreted to referring to the humanity of Christ that was destined to die one day. As Fulton Sheen points out and St. Ignatius points out that we came to live. Jesus came to die so that we might live forever. Paradoxical as it might seem. We came to live. Jesus came to die so that he could open up the gates of heaven so that we could live forever with him in heaven. Now how might we interpret the myrrh in our own daily lives? I would, I would offer two suggestions. The practice of offering up sacrifices. You know, Our Lady Fatima, to the three children, Jacinta, Francis, and Lucia. Our Lady Fatima encouraged us to pray and to offer up sacrifices. She said that many souls are lost because people do not pray and offer up sacrifices for the poor sinners. So this new year, let us get in the habit of offering at least small sacrifices. At least small sacrifices. For our own purification and conversion, but also for sinners, especially those who are dying. That story I mentioned at the very beginning of the talk is related to this. We want to help all people to die in the grace and friendship with Christ and ourselves, of course, also. Another interpretation of myrrh related to the humanity of Christ that was destined to suffer and die is to accept the crosses that God sends to us. That's right. To accept the crosses that God sends to us. Accept the cross that God sends to us. Those crosses could be something physical or social or emotional or something in the family or economic, moral. There are many ways that we can suffer. But to accept the cross that God sends, but also to ask our Lord to help us to carry our cross. So it's not easy. The nature of the cross is that it's heavy and we fall underneath the weight of the cross as did our Lord more than once. 
my friends, given that yesterday was such a great feast day, I thought I would just start off by giving you a little summary of one part of the feast day, and that would be the interpretation of those three gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, Jesus Christ as King, were called to live out charity. Frankincense, Jesus is God. We're called to talk to God. That's prayer. Mary, Jesus Christ, is man, destined to die. We also are called to offer our little sacrifices and accept the crosses that God sends to us to, as St. Paul says, to fill up what is lacking in the passion of Christ. So there we have a summary of the feast day of the Epiphany. I saw a bumper sticker. I saw a bumper sticker that I liked very much and I actually made a bumper sticker for myself. And it's related to the Epiphany. And the bumper sticker said this, Wise men still find Jesus in the arms of Mary. I like that. Wise men still find Jesus in the arms of Mary. Speaking about Mary, I'll just remind you, this coming Wednesday, I'll be seeing you as always, but for four weeks, I'll be, our Wednesday talk will be on consecration to Mary. The Filipino ministry and the Diocese of San Bernardino has asked me to give a series of talks on Marian devotion using my book. And then their consecration will be on February 2nd. Thanks be to God, even because of this pandemic, we're able to preach the Word of God by, by means of live stream. YouTube, Facebook, thanks be to God. So just, just a heads up for all of you and Perseverance family that many people from the parishes and the Diocese of San Bernardino will be clicking into our program, so we'll be welcoming them. And if you'd like to you'd like to consecrate yourself to Mary, then starting next this Wednesday in two days, if you have my book, we'll just be going through my book of consecration to Jesus through Mary, through the mystery of the rosary and the seven stars of Mary. So that's a heads up for all of you. This carding this coming Wednesday. And pray for the program because we really are expecting a lot of people from the different parishes in San Bernardino, the Filipino ministry, to, to take advantage of this. As I gave my 10-week program to the Couples for Christ ministry last year, this is another, another apostolate. So pray that God would bless the work of our hands. I really would appreciate that very much. And I mentioned also that we'll have a class on the Mass uh, Thursday 7.15 and Friday 7.15. Uh, the response was not too much, but I'm going to try uh, this month of January to see if there's a good response. And I have a lot of series of talks on the Mass that I'd like to impart. Uh, I've written about 30 different talks, articles that uh, I'd like to explain the Mass, if people would like that. So... A lot of prayer intentions that they ask you to pray for me. I always pray for you, but you also have to pray for me and for my intentions also. I'd really appreciate that. So thank you. We're forming a family. Okay, so uh, today we celebrate a relatively new liturgical feast day. A relatively new liturgical feast day. But the feast day goes back to 2,000 years ago. Today we celebrate the feast day of the holy name of Jesus. Holy name of Jesus. Shortly before our conversation, I was 
listening to uh, Relevant Radio, and they have Father James DeBicke, who works with the Indians. And uh, I think it's South Dakota. And um, he, uh, he gave a nice little talk on the whole idea of the name in general, name in general, because the name we have, and of course the name of Jesus, is very, very important. You know, the name that we have, we will have that name until, until we die. And even when entering eternity, I mean, God could decide to keep us with our same name. And Jesus says, rejoice because your names are written in heaven when the apostles were casting out, casting out demons. But, uh, Father James DeBicke, uh, he, he made a very good, very good comment, short, one minute and a half um, teaching. He said that when he was, uh, when he was a child, uh, when he would get the report card, the priest that would give him the report card would, would mention his name, and the priest was Polish origin, because... Kabiki would be a Polish name, but it's pronounced like Kabiski. It's a it's a different way of pronouncing it. And the children in the school would laugh at him. Laugh at him because of that kind of weird sounding name. And he said that hurt him. And that's true. We used to say sticks and bones can break our bones, but words will never hurt us. Words do hurt us. If we're not, if then uh, the words are not used properly, so we should try to control our tongue, and not to say anything that's going to be hurting anyone, but rather helping other people. So he mentioned the fact that uh, his name, given it was a Polish name, and the priest that was Polish pronounced it in a Polish way. The, the children laughed at him, and that hurt. And now he's a priest, probably. Forty years later, maybe even more, he's still aware of the of the wound that that caused within him. So we should be careful and careful with our speech. Now, the feast day of the Holy Name of Jesus. It was promoted by the Cistercian monks many years ago, and then Saint Bernardine of Siena was a Franciscan, a very famous Franciscan preacher. He uh, promoted great devotion to the name of Jesus for the purpose of uniting, feuding people, and simply to honor this name, which is so very important. Then the Jesuits... The Jesuits, formed by St. Ignatius, also they promoted, they tried to promote the holy name of Jesus as part of their charism. And uh, you've probably see, seen uh, the letters IHS, those would be the Greek initials for Jesus Christ. So today we honor in a very special way, the holy name of Jesus. The holy name of Jesus. Let's talk briefly about that and try to foster within ourselves a greater love, honor, and appreciation and respect for the holy name of Jesus. Where did this name come from? Well, the Archangel Gabriel in the first joyful mystery of the Annunciation talks to Mary and says that his name his name will be Jesus. This is the Archangel Gabriel speaking to Mary. 
And then after that, because he will save the people of their sins. So the name of Jesus basically specifies the function or purpose for which he came. Function or purpose for which Jesus came to the world was to save us. Venerable Fulton J. Sheen says that of all the titles of Jesus, of, would be Savior is the most important, which is really what Jesus means. God saves. The angel says all to, to St. Joseph, his name will be Jesus. And it was the father's role to actually name the child. To name the child. The Jewish people would actually circumcise the child on the eighth day, as well as to give the name of the child on the eighth day. So yesterday, which was the Epiphany, was also the eighth day after Christmas. Today would be like the ninth day, like the end of the Novena. The eighth day would be the day in which the name would, of the child would be formally given. So they named him Jesus. He named, named him Jesus. So we want to really honor this name in a very special way today. Respect the names of others, other people. And also, speaking about the name of Jesus, the name in general, a pastoral commentary on this. Say over the past 20 years, I've noticed when performing baptisms that parents will bring their little child in and sometimes they're not that little. This child is already bigger. Even though the church wants the child to be baptized within the first few weeks as uh, the canon law catechism points out. is that they're coming and bringing the child in with these weird names. I really have to say that weird names. Names that I've never heard before. Names that are basically created by the parents. Now the reason behind this, I don't know. Often it might be a, uh, an actor, actress in a movie an exotic flower on the top of a mountain or a combination of letters creating a new name I mean there maybe their intention is is good but it's not really what the church wants the church wants us as parents to give your children a Christian name because we're going to be with that name and until we die. So take that seriously. Take that seriously, the name that is given to your child. Then there's a confirmation name. Because if you give the, your child a certain name that really doesn't exist, then your child is going to be deprived of certain graces in this sense, that if you have a patron saint who is a saint, that then that saint will be praying for you. And you can pray to that saint. And you can try to imitate that saint. Well, I'd just like to mention my parents had had four boys back to back to back. And I'd like to just mention the names that my parents gave to us. They actually gave us two names. 
And none of us are saints, but we have the names of saints. So I'd like to just um, mention these names. And I, I think my parents, my parents did it right. My oldest brother, his name is Michael Joseph. I like that. I like that name. And he is a son and now a grandson with the same name. His oldest son has his name. And his oldest son's first son has his name. Michael, what does that mean? He's consecrated Saint Michael the Archangel. Saint Michael the Archangel. What a great saint. What a great saint. So he's he's under the protection of Saint Michael the Archangel. And his second name is Joseph. That's the greatest saint we have. So much so that Pope Francis December eighth until December eighth, the whole year was dedicated to Saint Joseph. Dedicated to St. Joseph. Great, great, great St. Joseph. I'm the second son. And my father actually named me the second son after him. I have a name that's maybe not as well known as Michael Joseph, but my technical name People actually call me Escobita. Well, that's the name that I actually gave to myself as a nickname when I arrived from Argentina and Chile. I said, my name is Escobita because I have the name of my grandfather and father. So my father, my grandfather is Escobón. My father is Escoba. And I'm Escobita, Little Broom. But my technical first name is Claude Edward Broom III. Many of you probably don't know anything about Claude, but there is a great saint. His name is Saint Claude de la Colombière. And he happened to be the patron he happened to be the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary Ella Cook. Who received the apparitions of the Sacred Heart. I have in my studio here. There's St. Margaret Mary Ella Cook, the Sacred Heart. But it was St. Claude de la Colombière that gave credit to these apparitions of the Sacred Heart to St. Margaret Mary Ella Cook. So he'd be considered one of the greatest spiritual directors in the history of the church. We gave proof that these apparitions were authentic and not spurious or false. And Edward would be the king, the saintly king in the year 1000. The brother that follows me is Thomas Peter. So he's consecrated as St. Thomas the Apostle as well as St. Peter. So two apostles, Thomas the Doubter and St. Peter, said, Lord, you know everything, you know that I love you. He ends up by being crucified upside down for Christ. Crucified upside down for Christ. He did deny Jesus three times, but he said, Lord, you know everything, you know that I love you, three times. Then the brother that followed, his name is Christopher James. Christopher means Christ bearer. And James, there are 
two apostles with the name James, James the Greater and James the Lesser. Then the next one that was born to my parents was a girl, and they finally had a girl, they called her Victoria. Victoria Ann. You might say, well, what, how is that related to the saints? Well, it's Our Lady of Victory. Our Lady of Victory in Lepanto is really Our Lady of the Rosary. So my friends, as we're honoring the holy name of Jesus today, we have to respect our own name. We should have respect for the names of others, but also we should make a concerted effort. If you're having children and when your child is to be baptized, the name you give your child, make sure that your child has a name that is related to Christ, a Christian name, and not some type of pagan name. And not only that, however, when your, your teenager is confirmed, your teenager who's to be confirmed will choose also a, a name, confirmation name. Now it might be, it could be, that you choose or your child chooses to stick with his own name which is okay especially if it's a good Christian name however my my uh, my viewpoint would be to uh, choose a new name so that you can have another patron saint to help you in your struggle in your struggle we have one of our father Rose uh, Edna Natividad who says her son's name is Michael Joseph also it's a great name Michael Joseph Saint Michael the Archangel and Saint Joseph the greatest of all saints but then once there is once we arrive at confirmation I say uh, choose another name. So I have a third name. My name is Claude Edward. And I chose for my confirmation name that of Paul the Apostle. Now I see how appropriate that is because I am a preacher, I'm a teacher, I'm a, I'm a missionary, I'm a writer, I'm a guest on radio and TV, so I'm doing a lot of a lot of the ministry of the Word. And who was great at that, the ministry of the Word was the great Apostle St. Paul. The great Apostle St. Paul. So I pray to him that he'll help me to preach our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That was the center of the teaching of St. Paul, to preach our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm striving to do that, at least to a limited degree, begging St. Paul and the other great preachers to help to preach the Word of God in season and outside of season. The name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. So let's develop the theme a little bit more. Uh, this, there's also a connection between the name of Jesus and the second name, which is do not take the, na the name of the Lord in vain. We should have great respect for the name. We should have great respect for the name of Jesus. You know, for the, uh, maybe you know this, but the, uh, the Jewish people, the name of God was revealed to them and the name was that of Yahweh. 
that name was revealed to Moses in front of the burning bush. He said, Yo, what name what name shall I give? And God said to Moses through the burning bush, Your name my name is Yahweh, which means I am who am. Now that name was so holy. It still is so holy that the Jewish high priest would go into the temple to offer up sacrifice before the altar. And he would pronounce once a year, once a year he would pronounce the name Yahweh. That name was considered so holy that it would be pronounced just once a year. Once a year. So we see how how the, the Jewish people had a great respect for this holy name of holy name of God. This holy name of God. St. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, says this. Philippians chapter 2, if you want to consult that chapter. St. Paul says, "At At the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, on earth, and even underneath the earth shall bow at the name of Jesus to the glory of God the Father. So the name of Jesus is so powerful. Upon pronouncing the name of Jesus, the knee of the angels and saints in heaven bow. We bow. And even those in hell are are obliged in justice as well as purgatory to bow the name, but bow the knee at the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, my friends, when um, we have to go back and rediscover some of these beautiful traditions that were taught to us in the past, If you're of my age and my vintage, you probably remember back years ago those good nuns that taught us in school years ago when there were many nuns and the Catholic schools were filled with children. Those nuns taught us great reverence and respect for the name of Jesus. So much so. They said, whenever you hear the name Jesus, to bow your head. To bow your head every time you hear the name of Jesus. Let's take that, let's take this one step further. When the priest offers, celebrates the holy sacrifice of the Mass, when the priest offers or celebrates the holy sacrifice of the Mass, maybe you notice every time that the priest says, pronounces the name of Jesus in the Mass. Then the priest makes a simple bow, reverential bow. It's called a simple bow. 
See, if you ever watch me celebrate Mass whenever I say the name Jesus and make it reverential, but also with the name of Mary. And this is not, my friends, this is not my, this is not my private devotion. This is not my private devotion, but rather this is the teaching of the church and the rubrics of the liturgical books. It says in red that when the priest says the name Jesus that the there should be the bowing of the head. The great respect that we should have for the holy name of Jesus. When the priest carries out an exorcism, casting out the evil spirits, then the priest will invoke certain names to cast out the evil spirits, the devil or the devils that the person has within him. And one would be, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of this person. The power of the name of Jesus, the power of his name, Also are invoked in exorcisms the name of Jesus, the name of Mary, the name of Saint Joseph, the name of Saint Michael the Archangel, the name of Saint Benedict. There are certain names that are invoked to cast out the evil spirit. Now, unfortunately, my friends, there are people that actually take the name of the Lord in vain. St. Dominic Savio, when he'd be walking through the streets of Turin, he'd hear blasphemy, taking the Lord's name in vain. He would cry out, Praise be our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Pope St. Jo John Paul II, he would begin his addresses by saying in Italian, Sia Lodato Gesù Cristo. Sia Lodato Gesù Cristo means, may the Lord Jesus be praised. So in reparation for the many people that unfortunately blaspheme the name of Jesus, blaspheme the name of God, we should offer reparation. One way in which we can do it, maybe you can do this once a day, is to get in the habit of praising Jesus through what are called the divine praises, which are said after benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. We say, Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true, true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. 
Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus, the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Blessed be the great mother of God, Mary, most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God and his angels Thou and his saints. And I will bless all of you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.